Thank you for joining us for another informative, educational, and entertaining edition of Music and Medicine with Dr. Charles Modlin, kidney transplant surgeon, board-certified urologist, public speaker, and well-known community national leader for the elimination of health disparities, dedicated to informing you, the listening audience, about important health topics and health information that you, your family, and your community need to know while at the same time providing you with quality entertainment because music and entertainment is medicine. Dr. Marlin's co-hosts are Jerome Brown and registered nurse Jonathan Branch. And the program often includes special content expert guests. So, without further ado, here is the host of the show, Dr. Charles Marlin. Hello, everybody out there. Thanks for joining me in another rendition, a very important and entertaining rendition, a special rendition um, uh, of music and medicine. That's M-U-Z-I-C, music and medicine. Um, I say this is going to be a, a fun show. It's going to be very important. I'm going to highlight some uh, very important health information, as we always do on this show. But to me, this is a special show because I, I want to highlight... Um, one of my one of the major passions in my life, which is uh, music, uh, in particular, 70 music, music from the 70s. And to me, that was the greatest um, genre of, of uh, music, especially um, the ballads, the, the love songs of the 70s. I, I, um, I'm a fan of jazz. Uh, I'm an old uh, jazz trumpet player. I'm a fan of rock music, the 70s rock music as well. Uh, I remember going to see Aerosmith and, and Kiss concerts and, um, you know, hard rock uh, groups. I enjoy Led Zeppelin and, and Rolling Stones and Beatles. Um, but what really uh, my, my love and, and passion is really the, the 70s um, um, soft, soft um, uh, pop music uh, of the 70s. And to me, there's never been anything um, like it. Um, I. I um, you know, just in, in I just going back to my high school and college days, and, and, and I think I actually um, developed a love of music uh, primarily um, because of my father's love of music. Um, he was always listening to um, especially R&B music, and, and I enjoy R&B music as well. Um, but I, I, I've always felt that the 70s, um, the, they had a certain, the 70s love songs actually had uh, several unique qualities, and I did some research um, that actually highlights this, um, says, firstly, the lyrics often focused on themes of romance, love, and relationships, and they were usually heartfelt and emotional. Uh, I don't really see that um, in a lot of the songs uh, from, from uh, modern day songs. Uh, the melodies tended to be um, melodic and memorable with catchy hooks that made the songs easily recognizable. Many of the love songs from the 70s had a soft and mellow sound. Uh, and we're going to feature and highlight some of my favorite songs from the 70s. Uh, they often featured smooth vocals accompanied by acoustic or electric, guitar, electric guitars, pianos, and soulful, soulful melodies. Some of the popular artists known for their love songs in the 70s include Barry White, Bee Gees, uh, Carpenters, Elton John. Um, and we're going to hear from some of my favorites, as I said, um, Overall, the 70s love songs music had a distinct sound 
and style that continues to be beloved by many uh, people today. So as far as um, the, the um, health um, education and, and, and medicine portion of the show today, I wanted to dedicate um, some time to talking about um, men's health and disparities with respect to um, um, black men's health, African-American men's health in particular. Um, many of you who know me know I've dedicated uh, the vast majority of my career to addressing uh, the health disparities, the health inequities um, uh, most often experienced by men of color. Um, there are disparities seen in all races and ethnicities, um, uh, in particular uh, black men, Hispanic men, Latino men, um, but the um, preponderance of the disparities is um, seen in African-American male populations. And, and I'm going to mainly focus my, my comments on African-American males. So as you know, uh, many of you may know, I, I established the Cleveland Clinic uh, Minority Men's Health Fair. Um, seems like it's eons ago, back in 2003. And the reason for that was uh, in, in recognizing the fact that health disparities disproportionately afflict men of color. And we're going to talk about some examples of the health care disparities, but the health care disparities bear out the fact that black men, African-American men in particular, um, exhibit the lowest life expectancy out of any group in the entire United States. And I dedicated my career to understanding why that is and, and uh, developing innovative solutions and, and ways in which to mitigate these uh, health disparities. And, and I think the Minority Men's Health Fair um, um, represents a best practice and innovation whereby healthcare providers, uh, caregivers can actually better uh, engage men of color, build better trusting relationships, um, uh, and, and so that these populations of, of gentlemen will understand the importance of undergoing preventative health screenings, whether or not they feel fine or not. Um, and again, I've, I've studied a lot of the causes, a lot of the contributing factors. Um, again, there, there are genetic family uh, inheritance, uh, hereditary factors that contribute to the health disparities. But the, the vast majority of health disparities relate to what we call the social uh, determinants of health, the social drivers of health. Um, lack of access to health care insurance, uh, lack of quality, uh, access to quality health care, um, poverty, um, transportation issues, living in food deserts, uh, distrust of the healthcare care um, uh, community, and again, very other, various other factors. Um, and a lot of these factors uh, are combined, um, uh, the social determinants combined with a hereditary predisposition towards developing prostate cancer, uh, for example. Um, so, I wanted to uh, announce uh, again for the first time on, on this platform um, um, our upcoming Minority Men's Health Fair. It's going to be at the Metro Health uh, Medical Center. Um, it's going to be on Saturday. The first time it's going to be on a Saturday. So make note of it. It's going to be on Saturday, April the 27th. That's the last Saturday of 2000, of April 2024, uh, April 27th, 2024. Uh, mark it on your calendar, save the date, spread the word, the Metro Health Minority Men's Health Fair. Uh, there's going to be a lot more information to come, uh, but it's going to be held in two simultaneous locations between the hours of 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. We're going to be at the Metro Health Cleveland Heights location. That's at 10 Severance Circle in Cleveland Heights. 
And this year, we're going to do something very unique. We're going to partner with Cuyahoga Community College. That's Tri-C, their metropolitan campus. So we're going to be there uh, simultaneously on Saturday, April the 27th. So we hope to see as many men as possible. Again, as I always mention, the Metro Health Minority Men's Health Fair, it's called the Minority Men's Health Fair. But of course, we welcome all men and women, regardless of race or ethnicity, 18 years and older. Uh, we're providing free health screenings, health examinations, health education. We're, we're going to be partnering with over 100 community organizations as well uh, who will provide information and access to the uh, health care and social services that, that they uh, offer as well. So I wanted to start off the show again. This is going to be a very entertaining show. I've been wanting to do this for quite some time. Um, but we're going to play some of the uh, songs that I love best uh, from the 70s. And we're going to start off um, with a, a singer I just recently saw here in Cleveland. I've seen him probably six or seven times, um, Mr. Barry Manilow. Um, and we're going to play a song um, that he um, um, sang, um, I, I believe it was 1978, 79, uh, it's from a uh, film called Foul Play that starred Chevy Chase and, and Goldie Hawn. Uh, one of the one of my favorite uh, movies of all time, uh, Foul Play. But let's go ahead and, and listen to uh, Barry Manilow. The song is called Ready to Take a Chance Again. Would you like to take a shower? I don't pick up strange men. Well, that's your problem. So why don't you try it? Living with nothing to show for it 
So that 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 is uh, an example of one of my favorite songs uh, from the '70s. I remember in, in college um, having my headphones on and, and um, listening uh, to that song over and over again. Back then, we didn't have digital uh, music; it was always a record player or 45 or a 33. Um, one thing that really strikes me: I, I love that or orchestral um, um, music, uh, the violins. Um, the footage was, uh, that, that was Goldie Hawn uh, driving down the Pacific Coast Highway, uh, looking over the Pacific, uh, overlooking the Pacific uh, Ocean uh, in California. I've, I've actually been on that stretch of road before. It's very uh, beautiful, awe-inspiring, and, and, and uh, I, I really love that. But um, so again, we're, we're focusing in on um, uh, African-American men's health and, and health care disparities. I'm a, a practicing urologist, uh, for those of you who are not aware. Um, and uh, I've seen a number of health disparities uh, in, in, with respect to men's health and, and urology. Um, so urologists, we are surgical subspecialist uh, physicians um, who take care of men and women, but we're also, we have expertise in, in uh, the diagnosis and treatment of, of diseases and disorders uh, afflicting men. Um, one major health disparity is, is seen in the, the incidence uh, of prostate cancer. Um, actually, prostate cancer develops uh, twice as often and kills twice as many um, uh, men. So, actually, prostate cancer, the incidence is twice as often and the death rate in black men is twice as often as it is in, in, in white men. And a lot of times uh, men are mistaken that if they don't have any signs, symptoms, pain or discomfort, um, there's no reason to get checked for prostate cancer. Um, in fact, uh, most men who are diagnosed with prostate cancer have absolutely no signs or symptoms of prostate cancer. So um, you don't have to have any, any signs. You, you, know, you need to get checked out. There are differential screening recommendations um, as to when a man should start getting screened for prostate cancer. Uh, the American Cancer Society, the American Urologic Association both agree black men, African-American men should start getting screened for prostate cancer at the age of 40 years old, whereas white men, unless they have a strong unless they have a strong family history, they don't have to start getting screened until about the age of 55 years old. That's a 15 year differential um, pertaining to the screening recommendations just based on the race of the individual. And again, that differential screening recommendation is based on the fact that black men have a higher incidence, a higher death rate. And a lot of that is related to hereditary, uh, uh, the hereditary uh, component of prostate cancer. If you have a first degree relative, a father or brother, or uncle who has been afflicted with prostate cancer, your risk also go up for becoming afflicted uh, with prostate cancer. It doesn't mean that you automatically will, but again, we need to speak to one another within our families and, and, and let one another know what our family medical history is so that uh, we will know what is most important for us to get screened for. So prostate cancer is a major uh, problem in the black community. Uh, there are other health disparities that I'll highlight real quick before we go to our next uh, uh, song. Higher rates of high blood pressure, you know, the national average is about 20, 25%. Uh, but in African-American males, it, it could be up to 35, 40 percent of us actually uh, suffer from high blood pressure, hypertension. High blood pressure is called the silent killer uh, because, again, you don't have to have any signs or symptoms. Some of the signs or symptoms may be lethargy, uh, feeling very tired, feeling very sleepy, having a headache, chronic headache. Um, these may just be some of the uh, symptoms of sweating, profuse sweating. 
Um, but hypertension is called the silent killer because uh, you can have severe hypertension, high blood pressure for, for many years and, and, and not know it. And untreated, uncontrolled high blood pressure uh, can result in stroke. And in some instances, African-Americans have a, up to 80% higher incidence of stroke, uh, twice the death rate from stroke, uh, or twice as likely to, to re-stroke. Um, and, and so again, untreated hypertension can lead to kidney disease, kidney failure. Uh, African-Americans have four to six times the greater incidence of kidney failure, kidney disease, um, mostly from diabetes and hypertension or combinations of, of both of those. Um, it can lead to heart attack. It can lead to peripheral vascular disease. And also in men, it can lead to erectile dysfunction, something that men don't want to hear about or talk about. But as a urologist, it's one of the major uh, reasons why men come to me as well. So uh, with that in mind, um, go get your blood pressure checked. Uh, very important whether or not you feel fine, whether or not you have any symptoms. Uh, make sure you get your blood pressure checked um, several times yearly. I mean, it's very easy to do nowadays. You can go to CVS, Walmart, um, Walgreens, Rite Aid, or you know, uh, uh, one of the uh, local um, pharmacies. You can purchase a very uh, inexpensive blood pressure monitor, go to your doctor, go, go to your primary care doctor's office. Um, so make sure you get that done. But with that in mind, I'd like to go ahead and, and play another song again, which um, I've listened to over and over again um, uh, since the 70s um, um, from the Bee Gees. It, it's a song called Staying Alive. I'm sure uh, many of you out in the listening audience probably have heard that song. This is a more upbeat song. And, um, you know, when you hear it, you want to just run. You want to just, you know get get work done and and, and get things done and, and just make sure you're, you you want to go so let, let's uh, hear the Bee Gees uh, staying alive
Yeah, that, that was a, that's a fun song. Um, again, I, you know, just want you to get up and, and move when you, when you hear that. Um, but again, you know, I, I've talked about prostate cancer, a higher incidence in, in black men compared to white men, high blood pressure can lead to heart disease, stroke, kidney disease. Um, but there are other cancers more, more uh, prevalent also um, in uh, actually both black and, and um, uh, men and women compared to their um, white uh, male and female counterparts, and, and that's colorectal cancer. Uh, again, you don't have to have any signs or symptoms to uh, harbor colorectal cancer. It just underscores the importance of uh, getting checked out. There are various ways um, uh, to get screened for, for colorectal cancer. The um, most, um, the, the best way, um, the most definitive way is by going undergoing a, a colonoscopy, and actually the recommendation now uh, especially if you have a family history of colorectal cancer, is to start screening five years earlier than your relative who was diagnosed with colorectal cancer. Um, and, and so it used to be uh, across the board that at age 50, you should get start getting um, uh, colonoscopies. And then the frequency really depends on uh, what the findings are. Um, there are different... Um, uh, Te uh, tests where you can test your uh, stool sample to get screened uh, for colorectal cancer. Um, but the most definitive uh, is a, a, a colonoscopy, um, which is actually, um, and there's a lot of myths and misconceptions and, and a lot of people get scared when they hear about uh, the colonoscopy, but it's a very simple test. Um, I actually have colorectal cancer in my family history. Um, and I've had, actually had the, the uh, colonoscopy. Again, it's a very painless, very easy prep. It's, it's not a big deal. Um, and, you know, so uh, very, very important. I, I've seen many situations um, where individuals uh, were found to um, on a colonoscopy or, or uh, on a CT scan uh, for an evaluation of something else to have uh, disseminated or, or metastatic uh, colorectal cancer um, because they just kept on putting off. Um, uh, getting a colonoscopy done or getting checked. And, and see, this, this points out another, um, th this highlights another point I, I, I wanted to make uh, to the audience. Uh, we we want to empower you, the listening audience, and, and, and your family members um, to understand, you know, what are some of the most important health screenings that you should undergo. And if you find out or if you find or have observed that perhaps maybe you haven't been um, your, your doctor uh, hasn't actually recommended or, or ordered uh, some of these screening uh, examinations or, or test, testing. We want to empower you with that knowledge so that you can actually uh, request from your, your physician or your caregiver that you do um, get screened for prostate cancer, that you do get um, a colonoscopy ordered, that you get, do get your blood pressure checked, you get screened for diabetes. So uh, again, you know, the we want you to take part in owner, owning and ownership of, of your own um, health care. Um, you know, th these are, are screening recommendations that your doctors and caregivers are aware of. But, um, you know, if you if you feel that you have not been uh, offered, you know, these screenings, you know, speak up and, and uh, you know, ask your doctor uh, to screen you for these uh, examinations. Uh, the other thing is I wanted to, to highlight Everybody should have a primary care physician. And I honestly believe, I'm not just saying this because I'm a urologist, but I believe that every man should also have a urologist in addition to a primary care doctor. Again, we don't replace your primary care doctor, the care that they provide, but we augment, we can facilitate, we work with them 
uh, as experts in, in men's health. Um, so with that in mind, let's go ahead and play another song. Again, I started, um, uh, I, I fell in love with the Carpenters, the, the, uh, the, the band, uh, the, the musicians, uh, Karen and Richard Carpenter back in the 70s. Uh, in seventh grade, um, when I started, I started playing trumpet in, in, in um, fifth grade and um, sixth grade, but in seventh grade uh, in, in, in band, we, we started playing a number of Carpenter songs and, and I really fell in love uh, again with the melodies. Um, but yeah, it's, I want to, I want to play this uh, particular song, um, this song that I particularly uh, love. It's called Rainy Days and Mondays. I'm sure uh, many of you probably have, have heard this. Talking to myself and feeling old Sometimes I'd like to quit Nothing ever seems to fit Hanging around Nothing to do but frown Rainy days and Mondays always get me drowned What I they used to call the blues Nothing is really wrong Feeling like I don't belong Walking around Some kind of lonely cloud Rainy days and Mondays always get me down Funny but it seems up here with you Nice to know somebody loves me Funny but it seems that it's the only thing to do Run and find the one who loves me What I feel is come and gone before no need to talk it out We know what it's all about
Yeah, the 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 melody, the lyrics, uh, just remarkable. Her, her voice. Um, I, I don't have a singing background, but I I, um, I did some research on Karen Carpenter's voice. Um, she actually had what's called a con contralto um, a range voice, and contralto vocal range. It, it's the lowest female voice type. This this gave her a unique uh, uh, depth and allowed her to sing in lower registers uh, with ease, but. I always uh, rank uh, Karen Carpenter as my favorite female singer, uh, along with Whitney Houston, uh, Natalie Cole, and, and Diana Ross, Barbara Streisand. I, I love them as well. Um, you know, we've been talking about a lot of the health disparities, and, and I mentioned uh, Saturday, April the 27th, uh, Metro Health, that's going to be our next Metro Health uh, uh, Minority Men's Health Fair. Again, 2024, we're already... Um, planning uh, for that. We want to see as many of you men uh, there as possible. Again, open to every man, regardless of race, ethnicity. Women are also invited. Uh, we're going to be doing um, health examinations and screening literally from, from head to toe. We're going to be checking your eyes, your ears, your, your oral health, your, your neck, uh, uh, your thyroid, listening to your heart and lungs, uh, trying to make sure you don't have any wheezing or heart murmurs checking your peripheral vascular system. We're, we're drawing blood to check your kidney function. We're checking for diabetes, high cholesterol. Uh, we're checking for hepatitis C, hepatitis B, HIV. Um, we're, we're checking for, we're doing sickle cell anemia screens, uh, your blood count. Um, I always say, if you tried to go to your, your physician, your caregiver, your healthcare provider um, and, and get all of these examinations, it would actually take you several months uh, to, to go back and forth, several different appointments uh, to see all the different specialists. I always uh, say you can, you're going to be able to see every urologist that that exists, uh, uh, every every ologist, I should say, every ologist, uh, you know, pulmonologist, endocrinologist, nephrologist, cardiologist, urologist, um, dermatologist. Uh, again, that would take you several years to to see all these specialists. We're we're offering it free of charge. Um, in, in at one setting, uh, April the 27th. So uh, again, we started this back in 2003. We're, we're, we're carrying it on now over at Metro Health. And, and again, it, it's an opportunity. Uh, you don't have to have any signs or symptoms. And, and uh, over the years of doing the health fair, we, we've actually detected a number of serious uh, uh, disease states. And, and many of these gentlemen, a number of uh, cancers, high blood pressure, diabetes, and other conditions. So um, and, you know, mentioning diabetes, diabetes uh, is more prevalent in the black community. We're also seeing it in our younger and younger youth uh, or adolescents, uh, unfortunately. Um, diabetes in some instances uh, can occur up to 80 percent, um, can be more likely up to 80 percent uh, greater incidence in, in black communities. And again, untreated, unrecognized, uh, un uncontrolled uh, diabetes can lead to heart failure, um, kidney failure, kidney disease and other uh, serious uh, health conditions. So um, you gotta get checked for uh, diabetes, especially uh, if you have a family history, there, there can be a genetic uh, component to that. So um, with that in mind, let's go uh, ahead and listen to another song. Uh, again, we're, we're featuring um, 70s love songs. Uh, these are songs that really move me. Um, they they uh, inspire me, they motivate me. Um, so let, let's play a, a song from one of my favorites, uh, uh, Chris Rhea. It's called Fool If You Think It Over. Fool If You Think It's Over. This is from 
uh, way back in 1978. Chris Rhea, fool if you think it's over. Great song, great song. I, I love the showmanship. Again, you don't um, you don't hear music like that anymore. Um, so one thing I, I try not to do is um, burden the audience with a, a lot of statistics, um, but I, I, I prefer to just point out the, the disparities in, in generalities. But um, I, I was messaged um, to 
give give some statistical information. Um, I was talking about high blood pressure. African American men have higher rates of hypertension, as I've said many times. About forty five point eight percent of African American men over twenty years of age have hypertension, uh, compared to only thirty three point four percent of white men. Uh, the incidence rate of stroke is fifty five percent higher in, in African American men than in white men. Um, African-American men are more, have a higher mortality rate from coronary heart disease compared to white men. Um, heart disease is the number one killer of all Americans, but even more so in black men. Sudden cardiac arrest, we, we've spoken about um, that before with, with Nicole Ward um, from the Make It Know Your Name Foundation. Um, but uh, African-American men have a higher incidence of sudden cardiac arrest compared to white men, uh, are more likely to experience cardiac arrest at a younger age and have lower survival rates uh, following sudden cardiac arrest. Um, we get into lung cancer, and you know, I, I was reading some recent uh, research studies. Um, I'm actually on the board of the uh, Cleveland American uh, Heart Association, and I'm uh, one of their advocates uh, for um, restricting or actually prohibiting the sale of mentholated uh, tobacco products. Actually. Uh, prohibiting the sale of tobacco, uh, to, uh, mentholated tobacco products um, here in Cuyahoga County. Um, and again, there's research that shows um, that African-American populations up to 95% uh, preferentially smoke mentholated uh, tobacco products. And I mention that because mentholated tobacco products are more carcinogenic, uh, more likely to, to contribute to, to causing cancer, not only of the lungs, but the kidneys, the bladder, um, and, and elsewhere um, are associated with tobacco smoking. And there is a remarkable disparity in the incidence of African-Americans using mentholated tobacco products compared to their white counterparts. Um, in Cleveland, we see only about 28 to 30% or so uh, white individuals use mentholated tobacco products. And that points to what we call predatory marketing. Uh, and again, there's research and, and, and statistics and data to, to back this up predatory marketing of mentholated tobacco products preferentially to, to the black community. You know, back in, the, in 1950, only 5% of uh, African-American Jews mentholated tobacco products. Now, like I said, up to 95%. So lung cancer, African-American men have a higher incidence of lung cancer compared to white men. According to the American Cancer Society, African-American men have a 22% higher incidence rate and a 36% higher death rate from lung cancer. And again, we see a higher uh, incidence and, and complications from asthma, not only in our adult population, but in our, in our children as well. Uh, don't forget the effects of secondhand smoke uh, and the devastating effects that over a number of years, secondhand smoke can, can have on our, on our children, our youth. So again, we're just, like I said, health disparities uh, are more prevalent, uh, especially in, in um, Black individuals, uh, literally, quite literally, from head to toe, and I'm just giving you some some examples. Um, let's hear another song, one of my favorites, uh, Christopher Cross. Uh, the song is entitled "Arthur's Theme," and it's from the movie Arthur, um, studying, um, starring uh, Liza Minnelli. Um, and this is from, uh, I believe, it's from 1979, and Dudley Moore, Liza Minnelli, and Dudley Moore, Arthur's Theme, great movie.
that's a great song written by Bert uh, Bacharach. He actually just passed away this year. Um, the, uh, the genesis of that song is that actually he was flying um, in an airplane uh, uh, trying to land, I believe either LaGuardia or JFK airport. And he was putting a holding pattern, his airplane. And, and so uh, he was caught between the moon and, and New York city for several hours, uh, you know, circling the city uh, before he could land. 
Um, I used to live in New York City uh, before I came to Cleveland, and a lot of the footage is um, when when Dudley Moore is driving, uh, he's driving on the FDR Drive right by Bellevue Hospital. I did my internship and residency at NYU, which includes Bellevue Hospital. So you could actually see uh, Bellevue Hospital there in, in the video. So it, it kind of hits home to me. But but again, it's a very um, a catchy song, um, inspirational song, makes you want to get up and, and move. Um, so gr great song. So again, I wanted to highlight another health disparity uh, experience by black men, and that's HIV AIDS. Uh, black men are disproportionately affected uh, by HIV and AIDS, according to the Centers for Disease, Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC. African-American men accounted for 42% of all new HIV diagnoses among men in the United States in 2019. Um, we'll have to see what the most current data is. And, and this is uh, in spite of the fact that African-American men only represent about 13% of the male population, yet account for 42% of all new HIV uh, diagnoses. That's a huge health disparity. Again, you don't have any signs. You don't have to have any signs or symptoms to have HIV. Again, um, we're going to be performing HIV screenings uh, at the health fair. And again, um, we're drawing blood for these screenings. Um, it's up to individuals when they when they come to the health fair. They can select what type of screenings they want. So we're we're not forcing all of these screenings on anybody. But this is an opportunity uh, to come get checked out. Um, it's for your benefit, your family's benefit, and, and, and the community's benefit. Um, mental health. Um, oftentimes, um, all men, you know, a, a lot of men were, were guilty uh, of trying to be um, macho, stoic. Um, a lot of us, you know, we grow up historically, you know, young boys have been taught that if they fall down, you know, hurt themselves, skin their knee, you better not cry, you know, man up, you know, um, just deal with it, um, you know, be, be macho. And, and again, that actually has translated into the behaviors that many men still exhibit today. Um, even if they feel pain, discomfort, uh, if they don't, they, they don't feel well, a lot of times they'll try to tough it out and, instead of, uh, you know, going to the doctor to get a, a health check. And, and you know, w women, you know, I, I remember back in um, sixth grade, um, Back, back at Riley Elementary School when I grew up in, in Newcastle, Indiana. I remember um, one day they sent the boys out to play on, on recess, uh, but the girls, uh, they, they kept inside uh, for an educational health session. I just point that out uh, to point out the fact that a, a lot of times women and, and girls have been educated in early at earlier ages um, to pay attention to their bodies, uh, you know, th their health and, and you know, we're very grateful also um, to the women out there because this was a learning curve for me. Uh, when I first started the Minority Men's Health Fair, um, you know, we thought that if you build it, they will come. But in fact, it was uh, due to uh, the efforts that a lot of women uh, out in the community were the ones, uh, you know, getting the guys to come in. So we're, we're very, we always want to recognize the, the, the contributions that, that women make um, to uh, overall helping keep the uh, uh, men healthy. So, so thank you for that. Um, so mental health, again, is very important. Um, a lot of times black men may experience a disproportionate higher incidence of stress, anxiety, depression, actually suicide is on the rise. Um, many contributing, uh, factors, um, racism, obviously discrimination, um, 
social determinants of, of health uh, are contributing to this. And so uh, Metro Health uh, in 2022 opened the first um, uh, mental health hospital in the last 50 years in Northeast Ohio. So that's uh, based out in Cleveland Heights. And so men, um, there's nothing taboo about it. There, there's nothing weak about it. Uh, get your mental health uh, concerns uh, addressed. Untreated mental health um, uh, issues can actually um, uh, manifest as physical uh, manifestations of disease, hypertension, heart disease, et cetera. So very important to pay attention, not only to your physical health, but your mental health. So I, I want to play a song by a local artist, uh, Mr. Eric Carmen. I, I love this guy. Um, he has several songs uh, all by myself. Um, uh, uh, Celine Dion did a rendition of that also, which is great. Um, but I want to play, uh, actually, Eric Carmen is from Beechwood or Willoughby, or I, I, I think he lives out in, in Chagrin Falls, I'm, I'm told. I would love to get him on the show if anybody knows him, uh, get in touch with me. Um, but I want to play the song uh, from Eric Carmen entitled Never Gonna Fall in Love Again from 1976.
Yeah, that, that was a remarkable um, song and performance by Mr. Eric Carmen, uh, again from Cleveland. Um, those of you who um, grew up in the 70s, uh, who, who were around listening to music at that time, uh, I don't know if you remember, um, on every uh, every Friday night at midnight, they had a, a show called the Midnight Special. So um, again, back then we didn't have DVRs or, you know, digital uh, uh, recorders. You actually had to stay up and actually, you know, see see the show live. And, and that's where a lot of uh, uh, artists actually got their initial exposure on uh, the Midnight Special. Um, I wanted to touch base real quick on, on kidney disease. I, I've uh, dedicated a lot of my clinical uh, work to um, as a kidney transplant surgeon at Cleveland Clinic uh, for over 25 years. And I, I mentioned that African-Americans have a higher incidence of um, kidney disease and need for kidney transplantation. Again, up to four to six times greater incidence of kidney disease as, as a result of diabetes uh, and or high blood pressure. Um, and research has shown that African-Americans are less likely to be referred for kidney transplant evaluation. Once referred, are less likely to complete the evaluation, less likely to be um, cleared and approved and accepted to be placed on the active kidney transplant waiting list, less likely to receive a kidney transplant, wait twice as long on the waiting list to receive a kidney transplant, and then have a higher rejection uh, post-kidney transplant. Uh, there are a number of things that we can do about it. Um, we have to educate, uh, um, you know, black and brown communities about the option of uh, receiving a living donor kidney transplant. Um, and again, many of us don't know that that is a, a viable option. Actually, that's the best way to, to receive a, a transplant is from a, a, a living donor as opposed to a deceased donor. Um, but again, we, we, we need to let people know that uh, kidney transplantation is the preferred method to treat chronic kidney failure as opposed to uh, going on hemodialysis or peritoneal dialysis. And again, I can, we're going to dedicate a whole um, future show on that, but I wanted to kind of highlight that as well. Um, we're going to play uh, probably just a few more songs. Uh, I wanted to play um, um, a, a nice um, uh, love song uh, from the stylistics uh, that I first heard um, probably in the late seventies. Um, but um, it's called uh, you make me feel brand new from the stylistics. Um, I'm sure you've heard it and there have been many different renditions from other artists as well, but it's a great, it's a great art, uh, a great song by the stylistics.
Yeah, I love that song. You make me feel brand new by these stylistics. I wanted to kind of recap. Um, we're going to be closing out soon, but I wanted to recap um, some of which I touched on already. I, I think a lot of it, um, you know, what what is contributing? What is the source? What is causing uh, a lot of these health disparities in, in uh, our men of color, our black men? And, and I mentioned there are hereditary um, uh, diseases, prostate cancer can be hereditary in, in, in many situations, uh, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease. You can ac actually have hereditary components of all of these. Um, but I mentioned one of the major factors, um, and there are many under this category, socioeconomic factors, the social uh, determinants of health. Uh, African-American males often experience lower educational attainment, limited job opportunities, higher poverty rates, and, and residential segregation. Uh, these socioeconomic factors contribute to barriers in accessing health care, which in turn impacts health outcomes. I talked about limited access to quality uh, health care, which includes lack of health insurance, uh, shortages of, of uh, health providers in underserved areas. And there are racial biases uh, in the health care system, um, which highlights the, the fact that all uh, health care providers uh, across the nation need to be uh, educated around cultural competency and implicit biases. Um, so studies actually have shown that African-Americans have less access to regular primary care, preventative services, and specialized care. We talked about the behavioral um, uh, health factors, uh, uh, higher rates of smoking, poor nutrition, sedentary lifestyle, substance abuse. All of these continue, uh, contribute to the higher prevalence of chronic disease among African-American males. Uh, again, these behaviors are influenced by various social, cultural, and environmental factors. Uh, the social, uh, psychosocial factors, we talked about uh, uh, dis discrimination that many uh, Black men face, chronic stress um, has been associated with ad adverse outcomes, as I mentioned, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, and mental disorders. Um, so there are things that we have to first, again, recognize what is causing and contributing um, to these uh, health disparities and then come up with, uh, with solutions to address uh, these disparities. And, and again, I, I mentioned um, improving access to care, addressing the social determinants, uh, building better trusting relationships. Uh, so uh, many of our black men are w more willing um, to uh, uh, go to doctors and, and hospitals uh, for routine uh, preventative health screenings. Uh, we need to work with our government and elected officials to uh, create policies um, that, that are going to advocate uh, for addressing the social determinants of health. Um, this includes uh, affordable housing, quality education, employment opportunities. Um, implementing these policies will reduce uh, racial disparities and support economic empowerment. Again, um, it's a circular uh, issue uh, that, that will positively impact uh, health outcomes. Um, these uh, health disparities actually are, are borne out by the fact that, as I mentioned, African-Americans have the lowest life expectancy out of any group in the entire country. These are the statistics. The current life expectancy for black men in the United States is approximately 71.8 years, whereas white men, the current life expectancy for white men in the United States is 76.3 years. Again, a five-year differential. Uh, in some instances, even a higher differential. There, there's data, Cuyahoga County uh, life expectancy data that shows if you live in one of the poor inner city uh, neighborhoods, 
um, in Cleveland, uh, which is in Cuyahoga County, um, your life expectancy can be on order of a 25 year lower life expectancy than if you live just five miles away in a more affluent suburb of Shaker Heights or, or Pepper, Hike, uh, Pepper Pike. So um, I wanted to highlight a lot of the disparities uh, in black men. We're gonna play just two more uh, songs um, uh, for you. Again, uh, 70 songs, songs that I love. And then we're gonna close it out um, with, with a, a, a plea uh, from me uh, to you. Um, but I wanna go ahead and play uh, a great song by uh, uh, Diana Ross her, herself. Diana Ross, uh, Touch Me in the Morning.
Wow. I mean, that just um, brings back a lot of memories. You know, I get very emotional uh, listening to this music. And, and oftentimes, if you see me, whether I'm walking through the halls of the hospital, out in the community um, with my uh, Air, AirPods on, I'm this is what I'm listening to, 70s music. And, and so I wanted to, to thank you, the listening audience, for uh, going back in time with me, spending some time going back to the 70s. Again, they don't make music like that anymore. I, I don't know that they ever will. Um, I tell my kids all the time that they they missed out, you know, so uh, they're busy listening to hip hop. And, and you know, I, I like that also, but there's nothing like the 70s music. And, and I've always said, I, I, sometimes I think I may, when I listen to music, um, because I'm a, a musician myself, uh, old trumpet player, I don't purport myself to be, you know, any, any good anymore. I, I still try to play a little bit here and there, but but I, I listen to a lot of the melodies. I I, I rewind songs and I, I listen to it over and over again, and, and it seems like I always hear something new, uh, whether it's the brass instruments or, or the string instruments. I, I really love it. But again, thank you for going back in in time with me. Uh, I wanted to make a um, a plea to all of you out there, especially you men of color. Um, all men, but especially you men of color. Again, we're, we're Thursday, April the 27th um, is our Metro Health Minority Men's Health Fair 2024. It's not Thursday. I apologize. I always say Thursday because it's always been on a Thursday. It, it's actually Saturday, uh, April the 27th. Um, I'll have to get used to saying Saturday. Uh, but our, our Minority Men's Health Fair, and again, it's open to all free health screenings, health education, health examinations. My plea is to come and, and take advantage of this uh, unique opportunity that Metro Health is offering you. Um, you never know, you know, and, and we don't hope to find serious ailments or, or disease states or conditions. But from history, again, this is now this is we've been doing this for over 20 years now. We know that there are going to be a number of men who come to the health fair and we're going to find diseases, serious health conditions that they did not know that they had walking into the health fair. This health fair actually saves lives. I mean, we diagnose prostate cancer, kidney cancer, bladder cancer, heart disease, a number of other serious health conditions, high blood pressure, diabetes, HIV, hep hepatitis C. So please, I, I implore you to not only yourselves, but, but tell 10 other guys to come. Um, and take advantage of this opportunity. We, we wanna make sure, again, we're, we're expending a lot of resources, a lot of time and effort. We're gonna have about 650 uh, Metro Health volunteers and we're gonna partner with outside community organizations as well. Um, so take advantage of this. Uh, you, ne you never know how this could save your life. So very important. I, I wanna dedicate this last song. And, and first of all, I wanna thank our producer, Russell Johnson uh, for bearing with me. Um, He's a little bit younger than me, so I don't know how much uh, he he loves you know these '70s songs. But um, you know he 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 uh, stayed with me through this and and put up with me um, having to to re try to relive some of these songs. Uh, I hope you and the audience enjoyed them as well. Uh, send us your feedback. Um, you can also go to my website. That's drmodlinmd.com. That's d-r-m-o-d-l-i-n.com. Uh, um, you can uh, connect with me there. Uh, I'm available to do uh, community outreach speaking uh, events. Uh, before I leave, I also want to highlight again, I, I published this book. It isn't difficult to do it if you know how to do it. It's a success tips, success navigation book for all ages, but specifically designed 
for the younger generation to help get them on, on their path and, and keep them on their path uh, to success. Uh, the book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, you can just type in my name, Charles Modlin, MD, the title. It isn't difficult to do it if you know how to do it. Um, I want to dedicate this last song. It, it's by Gladys Knight and the Pips. Uh, it's called The Best Thing That Ever Happened to Me. And I dedicate this song to my um, um, parents, Charles Sr. and Grace Modlin. Again, I, I'm getting a little emotional. I apologize. Uh, but were it not for them, I would not um, be the, the person I am, the man I am. And, and uh, they're the ones who um, taught me that it's my responsibility to use my education to give back to the community. So I hope um, I've, I've lived up to their expectations. Uh, and that's why I continue to do what I do. And that's why I'm so passionate about uh, addressing and eradicating health disparities. Uh, um, and, and so with that in mind, thank you for joining us. And we're going to go ahead and close out with Gladys Knight and the Pips. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. So thank you.